It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh. Recorded live. All right. So, yeah, it does show up. The recording has started. Well, we'd like to welcome everybody and remind everybody that uh, we're just here to uh, share some educational facts about legal deception, and we're not attorneys and don't claim to be. So do your own research and study diligently. And thank you all for being here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Southern out here. We're here for another show tonight. We have a guest on. She was in a court today. Uh, she wants to give her name. I'll let her do that and explain to you what's going down. So kick it off and take it away. Hi, I'm Gloria. I'm in South Florida, and I had to go to the city court today for a violation of my landscaping overgrown lawn. I went in there and I I went up to the podium and I said, for the record, I am Gloria Pam. Um, my last name is my family name, but I am not the legal person. Then I asked, and the, the magistrate judge asked me if I'm contesting or if I'm contesting this this lien. Uh, this lien. I said, yes, I am. And then I asked him, I said, I would like to have a contract. I would like to see or have a contract that I have with the city. The city and I have together. He says, there's no contract. And I thought that was interesting. And then I said to him, um... Then, um, then they were showing pictures of the, and then one of the inspector that came up said that that's been taken care of, that that you know the the lien, the violation for the landscape was done, but we have another lien here um, that the pool is um, that that. And, um, I said, and they looked, and they showed a picture, an aerial picture of my pool. It wasn't a ground picture, it was an aerial picture. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of going on. You need to mute out. Hold on. Can you, yeah. Let me see if that's me. All right. Yeah, it was. Anyway, so to make a long story short, since they took an aerial picture, how did they get an aerial picture of my property, my pool? I'm thinking they had a drone or something come by and take a picture of my pool. Yep. And... So with that, 
he didn't. I said, well, then someone trespassed. I said, someone my, who trespassed on my property? This is, this is private property. Nah, and I said, I know Cornell has trespassed on my property, and he doesn't have authority. And then I told the magistrate that I had given him a consumer request for commercial information, and he's never he never he never answered it. And you know what the, he, the judge said? The magistrate said, "There is no law that says he has to 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 sign it." Oh, you mean a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request? Yeah, consumer request for commercial information. Yeah. He said there's no law that he had to sign this. That was a species of money well, doc. Yeah, that was a species of money doc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the judge said that he didn't have to sign it. There's no law that said he had to sign it. Okay. And then I told him I gave him the notice of non-consent and I do not accept this offer to contract, and I do not consent to these proceedings, and I gave it to him in January, and I, and I said Cornell never answered those either, and he didn't say anything. And then um, he said, he, at that point, he says, well, we're under a police state. I went, right? We're under right? And it just blew my mind. It blew my mind when he said that. And then he said to me, if if you don't comply with this lien, or if you don't agree with this lien, then you can take us to small claims court. And he said, "Have have a nice day. Goodbye. So he was like really nasty, somewhat kind of like snippy with me. But Uh the fact that he did admit that we're under police state, that shocked me. And and there were other people there, homeowners there or business owners there that heard it. Because the speaker was loud enough that these people could hear it. What what were the what was the reaction of the other people that heard it? Could you tell? No, because they were behind me. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Karen Lewis just uh, had a I think it was an hour program that she did on. Uh, oh gosh, I forget the guy's name. He's out of New England, and she admitted we've been under noise. martial law since eighteen sixty one. Danny, Danny, wait a minute. Someone's got to mute out because that static is crazy. And it's probably Chandler. Chandler, you really need to mute out. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, Karen Hudis just, uh, she was on a, uh internet radio with this guy in New England, Chris somebody, and uh, she, she confirmed that... Uh, We've been under martial law since 1861. So, 
there when people start waking up to the fact that the Libra code is in full force and effect, uh, because there were, never was a peace treaty signed by both parties or amnesties to, to end this, and the Civil War continues as a financial war, oh, and that's what the whole Reconstruction Act was to get this turned over like this to corporations. But the, the, they got us fighting in the wrong venue in this. So it's just, it's deception. Oh, yeah. And and jurisdiction's really simple. Jurisdiction, the meaning of the word just means the authority to speak the law. So if you have a corporation posing while well, simulating a judicial process, and they're using private copyright color of law, color of law is not actual law. It's that which appears to be lawful but is not. So jurisdiction, the authority to speak the law, at best they would have the authority to speak the color of law, but that's fake too because they don't have lawful authority to impose those private copyright color of law over anybody unless you're a part of their corporation. So it's all deception. Yeah, but here, Danny, here's the thing. Under their, under their, what they did to us, they put us under their corporation by giving us their all-caps birth bond. I mean, our birth certificate bond. They put, here's the, here's the deception. They put that piece of paper in their jurisdiction, under their jurisdiction, which is in their corporation. That's the only way they have any simile. Right. So what we need to do is, and I put in paperwork, I think I put it in with the city, and I think I also put it in with the, um, with the county, with the court county documents that, um, I am an Asian majority and, and domicile. I've already put those uh, documents in the court. Everybody has a birth certificate. And it had the birth certificate attached. I don't have a birth certificate because I wasn't going here. So, Southern, you want to address this? Well, first, first off the bat, the birth certificate of life birth, uh, it, it's nothing more than a, uh, an incident, uh, something that happened, is documenting something, your birth. It is not the certificate of life birth that, that, that people uh, don't understand. It's that birth certificate. See, when they, what they did, they took a child and they converted a child into either one or two things beyond all capital names. You're either a prisoner or or a slave. Now, there's a trust account attached to that. And we're going to get into that in a few minutes, some of these trusts. But that's not a business. That's not commercial the way you think it is. All right? The birth certificate is Capitus Dominius Maximus. All right? You need to look that up. That's That's when they diminue you from a free person to one of bondage. And that's exactly what they did. All right, yeah, the lowest it. status possible. That's right. And Say what? Say what? What was the last part, Danny? 
the lowest they uh, converted your status to the lowest status possible. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing about jurisdiction. You Maximum of law. You only have jurisdiction over what you create. They created that all capital letter name on the birth certificate, so they have jurisdiction over that. Uh-huh. And that's the deception. They have got us so mind-controlled con- conditioned to believe that that all capital letter name is is really us, but it's not. It's what they created. So they put this piece of paper in their their corporation so they could claim jurisdiction over it, but that's not really us. But we just we got to unlearn what we've been programmed into believing all our life. Well, we became, uh, as an authorized representative of all cap names, they're using it as a copyright of all cap names. Well, you also yeah, there's several ways you can handle it. Yeah, go ahead, Southern. You can, you, you can also bring in the, the fact of state capture, okay? The first per, the first people to capture a resource own that resource, and that's what the state did with the birth certificate, the certificate of live birth. They captured it. So legally and technically, well, I, legally, under their system, they own that resource, which is the living person. We were listening to something the other day uh, on a call where they were talking about the the name, and the court said we don't we're not interested. In they were interested in the body, and that's that's what they're after. They don't care who's yeah. there as, as there's a body there. That person that, that that's standing there, okay, is basically a, is a prisoner of war. You're not you're not being brought in. See, this is what people don't understand. These are copyrighted law, well, copyrighted intellectual property. This is not. This is not law. You're being brought in under public policy. And the only way you can be brought in under public policy is as an enemy of the state. Right? That we, this all goes back to that Libra code. Okay? But now we have a problem with that. Because that Libra code may be running in, the, in these states. And the reason the Libra Code is running in these states, okay, is because the, these states never signed on to the laws of war. See, the Libra Code is a law for the United States. But the 1899-1907 uh, and 1949 Geneva Conventions were signed by the United States government. They were not signed by these states, so they're not bound to them. But in 1949, under the International Organizations of Immunities Act, these people went under international law. They are bound by them, especially if they're going to operate under law under a system of war, of occupied territory, which is exactly what they're doing. Hence, the, the definition of police state. Go ahead, people. These people. Any questions on that so far? Nope, guess not. Okay. Okay. So, what's going to be your next move, Gloria? 
I don't know. I got to think of something real quick because I have a June third sale date on my house, and I got to stop it. Oh. Well, let's just say we got something up our sleeve for that. Someone okay. told me I should do an injunction. Yeah. You do a lot of things. And then someone else said I could do a declaratory judgment, but that won't have as much weight as an, as an injunction. Well. And I should sue these assholes because the lean, especially, oh, oh, oh I, wanted to, I, I wanted to tell you how much my liens value at. As of well, this is uh, May twentieth. Okay, one twelve thousand nine hundred. Someone use your phone. Use your phone. Twelve thousand nine hundred ninety dollars and forty cents. The other lien is nine thousand nine hundred forty-one dollars and thirty cents. And my biggie is $107,163.81. Plus, I have a homeowner's lien of 22000 And out of that 22000 I think around, I'm not, I think it's about 4700 of that money was discharged in my bankruptcy, but yet they're, they're sending me a statement that's still shows that lien that was placed in um, in 2013 that was discharged, like I said, my bankruptcy, they're applying it on this this billing statement. They're adding it. So that's a falsified lien, a bill. So, and I know um, that I, on that $107,000 one, I know I have, well, I can't prove it right this second, but I know I've played, paid a, quite a few months of landscaping where my grass is cut, and they're still charging me that per day for the grass that was cut. So I know for right now I have at least two months that I can prove that. So that's eight weeks, at least eight weeks, because it takes about four weeks before your grass gets, starts to get high again. So I would say about eight weeks, and it's a hundred dollars a day for my violation. Okay, a hundred dollars a day. So I have eight weeks that I know right now that I can prove I paid, my, I cut my grass. And I'm waiting for the gardener. I keep asking him for a receipt of all the bills of all the months that I paid him that legally I'm entitled to a receipt. I paid you, give me a receipt of the bills that I paid for and the months yeah. or the, you know, the months that I, you cut my grass. I need, so that will be more evidence that I paid that, that, that $107,000 lien is less than that. Yeah. Well, the bottom, the bottom line, the people who put lien on you is a private corporation, okay? Uh, you know what? I was so 
stupid. I should have said that to him today in court, and I didn't. No. I didn't. There's, there's other ways to get these people. They will be getting very shortly. What? I said, that's other ways to get these people. Okay, you want to get in the government of the United States, Danny? Yep. Okay. Is Seawolf on here yet? Nope. I don't see her here yet. Nope. Oh, man. I know Boomer wanted to get on here, too. Oh, yeah. She was supposed to bring him in. Uh, Anyhow, we have a uh, thing here. You can go to Legal Deception and download these two. The flow charts. Wait a minute. Did you advertise that you were having a call tonight? Yeah, we did. Well, well, Chandler, did somebody need called in? Because I, if I get, have their number, if somebody wants to send me a number, I I can call them in. It's a bit more difficult since I'm already connected, but I, I can call them in if, if if somebody needs called in. If that's the problem. Hold on a second. I got Boomer's number right here. If you, if you and want. And how about uh, Josie? And then how about Josie? Yeah, we'll go ahead and call Boomer. Well, well, you you okay. send me send me the numbers, uh, you know, in, in an email or via Facebook or however you want to do that. I probably don't want to read them out, and and whatever numbers you give me, I, I probably won't know who it is, but maybe put a name. But I, I can call them, uh, and and conference them in like I got you, Denny. Okay. All right. Send, All right send, I'll send over Boomer's number. Okay. Now. This talking, this thing you can go download and go deception. It's a government flow chart. Now, uh, a lot of people don't think much of this chart. There's nothing here. But what is interesting about this chart is down at the bottom, it says independent establishments and government corporations. Notice it says corporations. All right. Now. We're going to go through some of this stuff. All right? You really need to download these, this chart. There's two of them. There's one for Florida and there's one for the United States government. Only go to deception. All right? The post office is there. International Trade Commission. Now, get out a pen and a piece of paper. I'm going to give you a, uh, uh, a United States code to go look up. All right, let me know when you guys got your pen and paper out. Hello? Well, I got mine. (laughs) Danny? You ready? Uh, I don't have mine, but I know what it is. Okay. This is 31, United States Code 1321. Laura, you got your computer on, right? Uh, mine's on, or I couldn't be doing the show. Yeah, that's kind of a given. <laughs> yeah, see, see if you can pull that up. I want you to do some reading for us. Okay, well, I was, I was, I can do that, but I was thinking Denny was sending me a number, but okay. Uh, USC 31, 
gpo.gov I can go either one uh go go to go to legal Cornell. yeah Cornell. okay or house I, I can go to the house house.gov too okay Cornell here we go let's see when it comes up it is telling me under section a here the following are classified as trust funds and then it gives a list of them uh, there's there's a lit. Oh well, my goodness gracious! I'm not gonna read <laughs> one of them before we even get to section B. How you like that, boys and yeah. girls? You've heard all about That's those points, but nobody ever knew where they were at, right? Hello. That's where they're at. The uh, trust funds. Is that for all of us? Is that for us? Yeah. Yep. So how do you know which first fund you're under? You're under a bunch of them. Well, I know that. It's just like a mortgage is under a bunch of different trusts. I know that, yeah. No, 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 no. Don't, Don't say you know it. What those are are the businesses the United States government is running on behalf of the people of this country. In 1933, I'm going to give you one of them. If you go down to, to trust number 81, okay, it's vacant. It was repealed. You need to write this down and, read, and look this up on, on uh, Wikipedia. That used to be the Tennessee Valley Trust. In 1933, they created the Tennessee Valley Authority. This is just one of the businesses they're running. Now, in the Tennessee Valley Authority, they created all the Hoover Dam, the Grand Coulage Dam, and all these great big powerhouse dams. Okay? When they did this, they started powering the United States, the factories, and everything else. They did this in 1933, after they took the gold off off the people. So this right. trust number is 81, the Tennessee Valley Trust? It used to be the Tennessee Valley Trust, yes. All right. There's nothing there now. All right. It was taken out. All right. We don't know what happened to it. But you will see a lot of trust there. A lot of them. Now, if you look under the on this flow chart, you will see the Tennessee Valley Trust when you get this flow chart downloaded, along with a whole bunch of other stuff that's in that in uh, that trust section there. All right? Now, I want you to go... Lori, are you there? Yeah. I want you to go to 1322 and read it for me, please. Okay, USC... 31-13-22. Uh, before all this is coming up, I want to tell you, this sounds very eerily like a couple of other things I've bumped into across time. One of them is this thing, this WPA that was created sometime along this new raw deal 
the government started employing people, quote unquote, on mass. Yep. And, and, and another little black hole that I've not found. You go to their website, doesn't say, but I'm gonna tell you that Southern Poverty Lit, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center. I don't know uh-huh. where exactly its origins came from because if you go to the website, I'm not wholly believing in what they're saying. But nonetheless, that that's another one people might want to look into. Anyway, this one is uh, on September 30 of each year, the Secretary of Treasury shall transfer to the Treasury trust fund receipt accounts uh, unclaimed monies of individuals whose whereabouts are unknown. Oh, this this sounds like uh, says the KB Trust. We don't know where you're at. That part of the balance <laughs> of a trust. Oh. How you like that? You got it. I don't like it the damn bit, but who? Nobody cares. Wow. You ever wonder where those things were at? Well, now people, you know. See the somebody out there on the internet. When uh, I put this out there, said there wasn't nothing to see on this. But if you go over here and you start looking around and you start matching up National Railroad Passenger Corporation, do you know what that is, ladies and gentlemen? Amtrak. Think about it. National Railroad Passenger Corporation, better known as Amtrak, is on here. Uh-huh. The Peace Corp is on here. Tennessee Valley Trust is on here. You start Federal Housing Finance Agency is on here. All right. Wait a minute, Chandler. Didn't you just say a few minutes ago it used to be trust number eighty-one used to be the Tennessee Valley Trust? Now it must be under a different trust number then. No, they, no, no. They, we don't know what happened to it. It just up and disappeared. Well, wait All a minute. Right? You just said it a second ago. The Tennessee Valley Trust. You just contradicted what you said. Gloria, I didn't Did contradict you? nothing. I. Said, it Am I going crazy? You just it, read up the Tennessee Valley Trust a second ago. It used to be eighty-one. They but removed. Just, I I understand that, but you just brought it up again when you're talking about under thirteen twenty-two. You just see Tennessee Valley Trust. You just brought it up, just like you brought up Amtrak. So you brought up the Tennessee Valley Trust again. This is, listen, this Am is one Am I missing something here? Yes, you are, because this is the businesses under the federal government, the corporations. The Tennessee Valley Trust or Tennessee Valley Authority, all right, is one of the corporations under the uh, federal government. You mean thir- under 
But about he, he found several quadrillion. How much? About five quadrillion dollars. Was supposedly in that in one. In that one trust fund, about five quadrillion dollars. Well, now that's that's on the private now, and that's that's where the real money is, not the public debt notes. Mm-hmm. And that's because they can't they can't find the people. Yeah. All the people are missing. I was going to say, while it might be an interesting exercise to find out where these unclaimed monies are at, I'd be more interested in, number one, where they're not at, that's my pocket, and number two, why they're, not, uh, why they're unclaimed. Because we're, at war. because we're at in a state of war, people, okay, and we're all missing because of the war. See, everybody thinks this whole thing about the labor crap, but it's not. I'm telling you, if you if the whole truth ever comes out in this country, people in this country are going to have a heart attack. The, think about all the electric bills that that Tennessee Valley Trust or Tennessee Valley Authority all right, collected since 1933. Just think about it. But all public utility corporations, and that's pretty much all of them. I can't say for sure it's all of them, but I'm, I would say pretty much all of them. What they do is they discharge it directly from this, these trust accounts. They, they pay off the utility bills each month. Then they send you a statement, and they trick you into paying that because they want you to write the amount in a box. And in contract law, law four corners or a box, take that, whatever's in that box, out of the, the contract, out of the statement of that. So they're getting paid at least twice, and if they collect that bottom coupon on there, the statement part of it, they can turn that in and get collected again. So that's three times they're getting paid for it at least. Mm-hmm. That's now right. up here... So how do we they get don't our always I thought someone someone said on rever what's that other website on Facebook reversionary interest or something where people are going they're trying to get out of the system and they uh-huh. said that you you could claim. To the IRS, or you can claim somehow all your receipts and get your money back. I'll let you answer that, Danny. Yeah, we're working on that. Uh, I was talking to a guy in just outside of Houston. He uh, he's been having success uh, discharging his bill. Was he called it? He talked to the guy at the electric company, and he said, now you know that that indemnity bond already pays for this, and the guy admitted it. So he actually has statements for several months that shows amount paid on the previous month, zero, balance due, zero. And he said the funny thing was is one month he had one that had, it was uh, balance due, it was uh, minus two cents. 
because they overpaid two cents on it the month before. But he's been getting his taken care of every month like that from, he calls it the indemnity bond, the trust account. Yeah, but how do you, how do, but, you do that? How do you get that done? Well, I've been working on it up here. Well, I, I've been working on it here, but they won't go there. They refuse to go there where I'm at. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to give up that goose that laid the golden egg. Just think, everybody in an entire city is paying twice on that. Or three That's times right. the amount. That's right. Think about it, people. Now, this has been going on since 1933. Yep. Okay. They're stealing from us every way but from Sunday. That's right. They sure are. What? What did you say, Danny? I said they're stealing from us in every way from Sunday. Oh, yeah. So many different ways. It's ridiculous. Everything that we sign, charge, write. Everything has a bond. Everything has, yeah, everything. Well, tell, Southern, tell them about uh, 31 CFR uh, 353.363, Form 1122. What happens with that? So, uh, you need to go into this, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, and look this up because... It gets interesting. I don't think it's 1122. I may be wrong. But uh, what was there again? CFR what? CFR. Oh, 30, 31. 31 CFR. 353.363. 3 say again. 353.363. Yep. 353.363. No, 353 and 363. <clears throat> they're, two separate, they're two separate things, and I'm trying to pull it up right uh-huh. now. Oh, okay. Okay, Denny, while you're looking that up, I just saw you posted Boomer's number. Is is he on? Because I was not, because I, I was overlooking at the 31 USC, and I didn't see you posted it there. Do I still need to call him, or is he on there? Um, that would be a she-wolf question because I saw her pop up here. I don't know if she's called him in yet. Nope, doesn't look like he's he'll show up as, in Louisiana. But I don't know. She-wolf, can you call us Boomer in? Boomer's here. Boomer's here. Oh, oh he is? Okay. okay. Hey, Boomer. Hello. Good evening, folks. Hello, everybody. Okay, hold on. Hold on one second here. Then I'm going to try to bring this up. I got to open up this other thing. Um, well, I can tell you why they're doing all this. I was talking to a guy, and he explained it real simple, why why these guys are ripping us off so bad. He just put it real simple. It's because their father was a rat. <laughs> Uh, hold on one second. All right, we're going to open this up here. Okay. <clears throat> Form uh, 1522. 
all right, is what you want to look up. It is special form for request of payment of U.S. savings and retirement securities. Is this the IRS form? No, ma'am. This is a, this is a different doc. All right, this is the Department of Treasury. All right, and retirement securities where use of a detached request is authorized. What this is, ladies and gentlemen, is this is where they're going into your Social Security accounts. All right? This is one of what we call the public debt box. All right? That is form 1522. All right? All right? Another one that you want to look up, all right? Hold on. All right, this is an interesting doc. It is a 5511E. This is transfer request. Now, what this doc does, it transfers funds, all right? From the E, double E, and I savings bond, treasury bills, notes, bonds, and tips, and other things. So they can transfer this money just like you transfer money from one account to another, except they do it under the court order. All right? You've got those two numbers. 1522 is one. And the other one is 5511E. You want to make sure you see these things and save them because this is what they're doing. All right? When these judges, these people are, are ripping off your Social Security accounts. Okay? They're also going into those bond accounts. These people are just going into everything. See, the, the federal government is running businesses in the name of the people <clears throat> because they took all the money off of us in 1933, our local gold and silver. They're supposed to be paying our debt. Now, we, we're good. We'll do the mortgage thing here. You buy a house. There's a document there. One is a promissory note. One is a mortgage. They're both attached. Okay. You sign them both. Now, New York State will not let. If you walk in with just a mortgage, you can't foreclose anymore in New York State. All right? Unless something's changed recently. Because somebody we know, and I'm not going to mention no names, all right, he went into a court. They messed with the wrong person. All right? He worked for the uh, 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 Securities Exchange Commission. Now, he walked into court, he explained the whole mortgage fraud. What they're doing is they're taking them two documents that are attached and they're unattached now. All right? Under the 1933 Emergency Bank and Relief Act, Section 4, they're cashing in that promissory note and converting it into Federal Reserve notes. Now, they can do that through the Treasury or they can do it on the open market, but that's going to... That, what they're doing is you're taking an asset-backed security, that promissory note, and they're giving you fake money for it. Promise to pay later. 
Now the mortgage. The mortgage. Before we get too far on this, I'd like to backtrack a little bit uh, on this. When you're talking about those forms, 52, 22, and 5511, and they're accessing these accounts and transferring monies by these accounts, uh, I, I would have a question as to by what authority do they access? As you mentioned court order, but how is that happening that they are accessing what are, are quote-unquote our accounts? Well, there's... They're creating debt, and, it, and when they create the debt, they access the accounts. All right, you cannot. We got to go back now to the money doc. You can't pay your debts, so they created these accounts to pay your debts. The only problem is they're getting they're hitting you up more than one way. Um, the money, the, the, we, the Federal Reserve notes that we have. Like I said, if you if you read that money doc and you study it, you will realize that you're never paying your bills with what you have. There is no money. Uh, a check is Taylor, not money. Are you asking about who gives them authority to do this? Who I is, who is They are the trustees, people for your accounts. Think who of is these. The bank. Who is the trustee? Judges, the lawyers. The lawyers okay. or the judge? Lawyers, you, lawyers, lawyers and judges. Let me finish. Okay. 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 All right. When the bankruptcy went down in 1933, the alleged bankruptcy, and they took the gold and the silver off the American they're supposed to sell your debts, your estates. They are supposed to do this. Think of this account right, as, as a, uh, a commissary account for a jail. If you've been, anybody here ever spent any time in jail? I know somebody here has. Yep. Yep. When you want something, when you want something you're not allowed to have money in jail, are you? No. Nope. Okay, when you want something, what do you do? You fill out your commissary sheet and sign it, and they take that's it from right. your commissary account. That's correct. That's the same thing that's supposed to be happening right now. The exact same yep. thing. Okay? And they're not doing this. Instead, they're robbing and pillaging the United, and embezzling this money. Okay? From the people. All right? And they're putting it in their pocket. They're doing this in uh, under... Uh, 42 U.S.C. 666, all right, for child support and alimony, all right? They're doing this under many, many different laws. Okay. I got a call back. I got a call. Hello? All right. I think she was going away. Denny, where I was going is, is, is that these forms allow us to access these accounts. There's obviously a dual access. They have access. We have access. And, no. and where I was really going is, uh, it's my understanding that this SS5 that people fill out is actually a power of attorney, is how it is they're acting uh, without our knowledge uh, on these uh, matters, or at least one of the avenues. Well, yeah. yep, that's one of them. Another one is, is people, when they register to vote, they don't realize 
you're giving unlimited power of a thir- uh, of attorney to basically any attorney who wants it. Yeah, that's that's where I was going with that, Denny, because this is the thing that this is all going on behind the scenes, which is why we have these unclaimed by unknown people, and that's what I'm saying with this layering. You've got a set of baby trust. We don't know where you're at. You've got this power of attorney that we've signed, but we didn't know we did it twice just by the SS5. And you're talking about if you're registering on and on. And that's what I was trying to get at is people to understand how it is they're accessing what theoretically are our accounts. And even if they're the trustees, the trustee can be fired if you know they're doing what they're doing, but we don't even know they're doing it. That's right. They're never doing it. Okay. They're never going to admit they're doing it. Uh, I don't have the law here. I'll have to get it. Get it. Uh, it. I wrote it up in a doc a long time ago, and it was on my other computer hard drive that crashed. Uh, I got hit one day by a very bad virus, people. But under Florida law, and it's the same way in a bunch of, in every state, all right, they are the trustees and beneficiaries to your estate. These states made themselves trustees and beneficiaries, okay, to your estate. Let me see if I can find this here. But these people have pulled an unbelievable scam, ladies and gentlemen, on the American people. Uh, anybody who looks at that uh, flow chart there and doesn't realize what he's looking at, he, he's he's a little crazy. Um, I have another question I just want to throw out here for thought. Uh, we can call it inciting. We can call it what we like. Spell my name right, Mibs. That's the men in black. Spell my name right. You know how it is. Did, does anybody here think that these people are going to stop doing this stuff because we come in waggling a couple papers? I mean, yep. really? Do we? No. Nope. No, nope. I can tell you they're not going to do it. I, I mean, would this not constitute Mr. Meaners, high crimes, and, and treason in some cases? Uh, really? Absolutely. On a scale... Well, wait a minute. You you have to understand something. These people, uh, okay, hold on that. Okay, Florida statute. Ready? Uh, Under Florida, it is 731.201. Beneficiary means heir at law in an intestate estate and device in in an intestate estate. The term beneficiary does not apply to an heir at law or a device after that person's interest in the estate has been satisfied. In the case of a devisee to an existing trust or, or trustee or, or to a trust or trustee described at will, the trustee is a beneficiary of the estate. 
Did you catch that? Hello? Yeah, oh my gosh. The trustee is a beneficiary of the estate, except as otherwise provided in this subsection, the beneficiary of the trust is not a beneficiary of the estate of which that trust or the trustee or that trust is a, is a beneficiary. What does that say to you, Danny? They're wearing two hats when they shouldn't be. That's correct. Well, I have a so- simple. I have a simple question again. What the hell is a divisee? I, I I've heard a lessee, lessor, and all this. What what is a divisee? Danny, I'll let you go with that one. The, a divisee? I'd have to look that one up. I'm not familiar with that term. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with it either. It sounds well, like I'm, some kind of a machine or something. Well, I, uh, yeah, well. A question is, would uh, divisee be also possibly uh, brought up in uh, Bob Yeh's law book? It might be. Thank you. Might you have be. easy access to that, don't you, at the moment on, on Bob Yeh's? No, I don't have booze. I'm not online right now. Okay. <clears throat> I wish I was. Can you dial it? It's just a word I'd never heard before. Device. Yeah. Can you can you spell that? I'll look it up right now because I've been called a devicey. I would like to know what it means. <laughs> okay. Remember, I went in as a juror, and the attorney got mad and added seven more titles to my name. Uh, okay. Can, can I throw something out on this for everybody listening, and it might listen in the archives? I've, I've thrown this out. It's, it's not meant intentionally for a plug. It's with all these bouviers and all these dictionaries. And, and uh, Denny put it out in the Legal Deception Facebook room. Uh, but if, if you go to the Dropbox that I have up there, uh, and I can send you that link or I can, I can tell you how to get there, if you go to the dictionaries folder, there are an unbelievable amount of dictionaries there. There's Ballantines, Blacks, Bouviers, some of them going mm-hmm. back to at least the 17. I think there's a few even in the 1600s that will cover these if you guys are interested. And most of them are PDF, not all of them. You can just look at them online, I think, or download them. Uh, there's a bunch of them there. Okay. Okay, I have a def- legal definition of device a person to whom a device has been made. All persons who are in rerum natura, even embryos, may be devices unless accepted by some positive law. In general, he who can acquire property by his labor and industry may receive a device. Many states' living will laws prevent those who have had a financial interest in the estate of the declarant or devices from being witnesses to a living will. Denny, I think by positive law was very key there. Not color law, by positive law. Exactly, yep. Now remember one thing. What I just read to you is Florida statute. Under Florida uh-huh. statute, remember that's copyrighted color of law. Yep. 
This they even covered the embryo, boy. They, they they like covering their bases, don't they? Including embryos. Wow. Yep. Yes, they you should do. You are going to have to pull that on me, you know, because I had them by the neck. Uh-huh. Since I put an injunction on all of them, uh, that's probably why they did that. Well, they didn't want to cover all the bases because people are now coming in and they don't know what to call them anymore. You know, it, it's getting the point that they're getting attacked out here on all fronts. And that uh, law of heirs that I put out there a long, long time ago, I first met Danny and, and Josie, is why I gave it to him. Because a lot of what's going on in this country has to do with being an heir. Notice they don't ever want to talk about heirs. They've tried to erase the heirs in this country. All right. Hey, so I want to. Can I interrupt you for one minute? Uh-huh. I something came today in my screen, and I law I did an account and everything. I'm gonna find out. This lady was talking about money, money, like I don't know if it, she was talking about those trust accounts, uh-huh. and she says that there are billions of dollars in it, right? There is more, more and, like six uh, quadrillion. No, there's well, six. This is, this is an account that she was talking about that she said her husband told her about. And I have to go back in and replay the video. And she tells you that, there, that the money's never been collected and it keeps growing and growing. It's in the billions now. But she yeah. tells you how to get it. And... I'm going to go back and listen because she calls it by a certain name and she says, you know, the money is sitting, uh, it's called safe box. And she said this money is just sitting there in these safety deposit boxes and that many corporations know how to get to it, but they have to siphon it out little by little. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to go back and listen to it because there was a name for that and I'm going to look into it for the people. Okay. And she said her before her husband died, he told her about this, and she's gotten a million dollars out of these accounts. Yeah. So I want to I want to find out more about it. I was trying to listen to it. I put my phone messed up, but I just wanted to let you guys know <laughs> about that and that there was something. Very, very weird in the sky right now. I don't know. I think the only person that would possibly be able to see what I'm seeing is um, Boomer because he's, like, right next door to me. And there's this huge light, like a streak, that was just going across the sky. And I don't know what the heck that was. You're talking about the somewhat like a comet? Yeah, it looked like a comet, but it was not going so fast, and it left a line Right behind it. There's been reports of fireballs in several countries around the world in the last few days. Well, I've seen the fireballs. The other day I reported to Southern. I saw this huge, what looked like a huge fireball, but it looked like a star. But this is something different. It's moving slowly and it's leaving a trail right behind it. So, 
just thought I'd let you, I mean, anyone who's out near Texas, if you look in the sky, you might still be able to see it. Well, right now it might be bad the atmospheric conditions. It's rainy right now, so there's a lot of moisture in the area, so it's obscured the vision tonight just a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But there's, there is a lot of money sitting in this country, people. All right? Believe me, a lot of money. More money than you could imagine. Well, here's the thing, though. We can't mix that real money on the private side with public money. You can't co-mingle funds. No. So it would be best to get it set up in some kind of trust account administered by, uh, I don't know, I'm right now I'm kind of partial to the U.S. District Court and let them administer it, even as trustees of this, administers of this, so you can discharge your bills directly from that account, and you should never have to touch that real money. You just discharge debt from it. But you'd want to keep on top of it, of course, but I don't know. We need to just pursue this and figure out how to do it the most effective, efficient way on this. Well, Denny, I kind of want to comment along those lines. And uh, sorry, I still don't have everybody's name down, but the, the the woman who was talking about that she got called this device. See, this is one of the things with this multi-layer. I mean, let's face it. The people on this call have done their homework. And, yep. and, and we're having problems because as soon as you break through this, they throw that at you. And then you break through that, this and that, they throw the other at you. And that's what I'm saying with this, this layering thing. And, I mean... This could theoretically go on forever because they just throw another name, another title, dismiss this, and on and on it goes. I mean, I, I don't mean to sound pessimistic, you know, chicken little skies falling, but there's a lot of studies in in this group and, and people that ain't never even heard of this, they, they don't just don't have a chance. And it, this is the thing that I'm getting at. They just keep doing and making stuff up as they go. And, wow. Yeah, you can, make it, you can make it really easy. You know what it's called? It's called objection, you idiot. I'm none of those titles. And who the heck do you think you? I, this is. You want to know what I put on my paper when someone called me a devicey? Uh, they added like seven. First, I was just the defendant. But when I went in as a de jure, then they added 25 more titles to my name. And you know what I tell them? I'm none of those titles. You don't have a right to give me any title because you're nothing to me. And guess what? Uh-huh. When the next paperwork went through, um, I did the same thing to them. Now I called them out by their corporate names, which, you know, Danny, you have a copy of my paper. When I put that injunction on them, yeah. uh, I called them out by their name and see how they liked it. And guess what? I was looking at my court paperwork. I saw all seven injunctions on the case file for the public record. Oh, nice. I'll show it to you guys tomorrow. The property appraiser sent it to me, and he says, ma'am, I don't know what you did in here. He says, I see seven injunctions in here. And I go, that's right. I put an injunction into the local police, the county police, the sheriff, the judge, the courthouse, I put an injunction against the clerk, 
and um, made sure that I let them know any title you call me by, I am none of those to you. I am what I tell you to call me, not what you want to call me. So when the next uh-huh. case came in, they took all those titles back away, and guess what? I was just back to the all-capital name. And I said, wrong again. I'm not even the all-capital name. And I, you know, you, you make it simple, people. You're not the all-capital name. Well. And... Don't let them trick you with the title. You, you're nothing. You're not black. You're not white. You're not a Mexican. You're nothing to them. Remember that. Don't let them try to categorize you. That's how they try to fool you by um, what they do is they try to throw you off balance by, you know, you're looking at, I'm not no, I'm not the defendant or they'll say the divorcee or the whatever they want to call you. Well, if you want to get them on that all-capital name. We did this in the Briar County Court. Now, Josie and Danny told this story. Uh, this guy, Steve, he, he's, a, he's a black guy, and I'm not prejudiced. But we set this up. They had him on um, driving without, you know, suspended license or without a license and some other shit. And he went into court right down here on Hillsboro Boulevard in Pompano. And, you know, they come in where you were driving without, you know, a license, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I have a question. He said, said, why do I need a license? And the dumb dumb state attorney or corporate attorney, whatever he was, walked right into it and said, driving's a privilege. And he said, really? Mm -hmm. So I have to ask somebody's permission to do this. He said, yes. And because we had talked about what a definition for a license is. And I have a license doc out there on legal deception. And he went into this and so question and the guy said, What's that? He said, You my master? And the guy said, What? He said, Well, I know this name is all capital letters and I know capital is maximus means a slave of prisoner of war. So you my master, sir? You got titled and he went into this for the next five or ten minutes. And you had to see the look on that attorney's face. He didn't know whether to shit or go blind. We didn't know what to say. And he kept going back to the all-capital name. And then he turned the license around, all right, and he said, this can't be a commercial license because it says on the back of the license, sir, that this is non-commercial license. <laughs> but if you go in on this all-capital name with Capitus Aminius Maximus, you're going to find out these guys don't want to talk about this. They really honestly don't. Now, is that a trust name? I don't think it is. Because when you, they sent that, when I, if we going back to the certificate of live birth, when that certificate of live birth went in, it was an upper lower case. That's you. That is you. What they sent back here, they converted it into a slave or prisoner of war. And we've proven that, right, Southern? You're damn right we have. When we bought the fictitious name? Yep. Now, if you, there's a corporate doc I have, and basically what it says, if you're a corporation, you have to have C, corporate abbreviations, Inc. behind your name, or CO behind your name, or, or something like that behind your name. 
So these people who see in your corporation, if you ain't got that behind that all capital name, you ain't no corporation. Okay? It's that simple. So bottom line, you start addressing that name as a slave or a prisoner of war, watch how fast these people need to a roll of toilet paper. I've seen it done about three times already, personally. And when that, when Steve, when that lawyer finally got tired uh, of being embarrassed, now I understand this is a black guy doing this, and turn around, he just turned around, and walked out of the courtroom. He turned to the Steve turned to the judge and said, "You my master, you got Tyler Toby," and that judge pushed away from that bench and said, "No, we ain't going here in my court, son." <laughs> uh, now, I'll we, admit, when the opportunity permits itself, huh? I say I'll have something to say when when I when I'll wait for you to finish. Now we did have another case where the judge got walked out of the courtroom. He literally got up and walked out because he didn't want to. Be, they don't want to discuss this all capital name in the courtroom. All right, with capital media maximum, they don't want to do it. They know what they did. They know who you who who you are. All right, and that's what that's what people don't understand. You're not going in there as a trust people. You're not going in there as a corporation. They're to do it. They can't bring a trust or a corporation. They're fictitious entities in that courtroom. They can bring a prisoner or a slave in there. Okay? And we keep going in these courtrooms and hammering them on this. All right? Because under law, let's talk about jurisdiction. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Go ahead, uh, Boomer, and let's, what did you have to say? And then we'll talk I'm about jurisdiction. I'm just going to say this, gentleman, that uh, you're just slightly familiar of those out in the suburbs of Los Angeles. He's soon to be going to court, and he's going to be challenging that of the right of what it is to be a motorist that's going from point A to point B as a motorist, not as a commercial entity. And, well, he's, uh, he's going to challenge it wrong because under the lever code, Yes. All right. You, you need a license to travel. Hmm. He, needs to, he needs to challenge that for, that all capital name on that damn document on that driver's yes. license. I'm saying he'll be in the courtroom very soon. Now, or he needs to challenge <clears throat> that all capital name on that thing because it's good yes. for the video. Now, there are basically three types of jurisdiction. Okay, there's infrasana jurisdiction, in rem and quasi-interim jurisdiction. Now, these people say they have a jurisdiction over you. Well, let's look at how... The only way that I can have a persona jurisdiction Lori or Danny, for example, is they'd have to be some sort of... I'd have to have some sort of control over them. They would have to either be my slave, all right, my prisoner, my kidnapped hostage, some sort of control, right, Danny? That's right. All right, because under the law, all men are created equal. Remember that. All men are created equal. So I have no authority to judge Danny. Okay? None. Because we're equal under the law. So therefore, I'd have to diminish Danny somehow. All right? <clears throat> they did that without a capital name, right? So in order for them to have infrasonic jurisdiction, 
And I've got a little document right up here on this. Danny's seen it. What do you think of it, Danny? I like it real well. <laughs> we challenge the jurisdiction. All right. Based on... No, we don't challenge jurisdiction. We prove they don't have it. <laughs> yeah. There's a big Pretty difference. Much. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, well no, Danny, we one thing on, on this here, just to throw out my, my limited understanding on this, is that when they create that uh, birth certificate, that's the creation of the state based on a certificate of live birth, but they fake us into that's what we use from then on, so we're really using their creation and calling it us, and that's why they're getting it. Just like the FRNs, are their private monies, we're using their private money. It's the same thing here. We're using their creation of this birth certificate to get your first driver's license, Social Security, and everything else, and so they do own that part. It, it, That's it, correct. Yeah. Wait, in maximum law, you only have jurisdiction over what you create. Hold on a second now. Let me ask a question. Roy, do you know anybody who's ever immigrated to the United States? we got a guy on here on the call tonight who has. Yeah, All I thought right. I heard that earlier. Listen, you ask anybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, hello. You immigrated to the United States, right? How come about me? You immigrated to the United States? Yes. When you came to the United States, did you have to put your birth certificate in an all-capital name? Uh, no. We just, uh, what happened was we, what we can do is I'd say, uh, actually I changed my birth certificate because there's a name that was, that they put was wrong. So what I did was I just changed it to a different one and added the letter and we just give it to them as it is. We did not, I did not change anything. Well, I mean, it was changed. You cannot immigrate to the United States if your name on your birth certificate is not in all capital letters. Huh. So you're saying they did it for me? Yep, they sure did. Or you wouldn't well, wait, wait a minute. They didn't do it for you. They did it to you. But yeah. did you get a copy in the mail of what they said they did that shows this change? No. Okay, when you get that, please look at it closely and let us know when you find it if indeed it has all been changed to all caps. It, it has does been huh. changed to all caps, people. Everybody that oh. I talk to. changed to all caps. I know my um, spouse, he is from a, you know, Mount Everest and when they do the translation of the birth certificate from Hindi to English, the name turns into an all capital, and that is the notary or the translators who do that. In order for it to get notarized, it has to be turned into a capitalization. And I have a friend, uh, one of my son, uh, son-in-laws, he's from a Muslim country, Tunisia. He also had to turn it into an all capital name on the translation. And um, my daughter asked why, and they said because uh, all birth certificates converted uh, to the English language coming into the U.S. have to be converted to all capitals. 
by uh, design. You know, like it wasn't their doing, it was part of the policy. So they don't explain to you like really why, they just tell them because it's based on the policy, they have to do it. Now, okay. What did it let's what did these people just do to everybody? They they took your certificate of live birth with the upper and lower case and they sent you out a document, okay, that said that said birth certificate with all capital names. They nobody ever knew what that meant. They just said, Okay, that looks like all right, my name. So okay, I'll use it. And that's how they hooked you in everybody into this prisoner warship. But I'm okay. thinking, now here's a, here's a problem now. This is what I'm thinking. Now, you people know, you know, those of us who are born here, that the, the certificate of live birth, right, has no validity because it's not on a security instrument, I believe. Yes, it is. Well, let me Barney's tell you different. that you just said that Denny said his wasn't valid, and I wanted to tell you why. Because when those birth certificates are being translated to English, they're not on a security instrument. I believe that's why they're given the people, if they want to work, they have to be given an EIN number. See, we can't overlook the Social Security number. Mm -hmm. The people are getting an EIN number, and they don't get the name officially capitalized until they get their naturalization. Because on the naturalization, it's on it's a security instrument as well, and then you see the all capital name on the on the document with your picture. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line the, the bottom line is that when we when they the state, not the federal government, mm-hmm. that the certificate of live birth, okay, is a security instrument. That document is sitting in mine. All right, according to my Social Security card on the back of it, it's sitting in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Okay? This is a collateral health, all right, is your certificate of live birth. That and your footprints. See, you couldn't sign that document when you were born, so they took your footprints, all right, as your seal on that document. Now, what they sent you back in the states, right, is basically, if you look at the certificate of live birth, everything's an upper lower case. But when you get that birth certificate, your mom and dad, everybody, is something in upper case. That's capitalist means maximus. Now, a lot of, a lot of people never paid attention to it because our mom and dad, remember, most, you know, a lot of people back in those days didn't know anything about the law. All right, and you went out and you got a, a driver's license in that name and a, a, a security card in that name and, and everything else after that. It was a pretty good trick to get everybody to volunteer into this. All right, but that certificate of life birth is you. All right, not the one, not the birth certificate. All right, and they did create a trust account in your name off of that. All right, in the federal side, because they generated money, all right, to take care of you. We went through that uh, last week, or was it a week before that? All right, in the laws of war. They can't leave you to your own device. 
This is the problem with all this. It's all done under laws of war, under the state of war, a national emergency. Now, this this trick they pulled on us, they, they converted that kid, and that's a war crime. That's under the international laws of war, the Geneva Convention. Uh, well, it also states, like, when we get the document authenticated, Mm-hmm. It says on the actual document that this authentication does not construe the, you know, like not to authenticate what the document is actually stating. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is this birth certificate that we just authenticated doesn't mean what you think it means. Mm-hmm. Remember that. we I was reading that to you where I told you that when I got my birth certificate authenticated, it says we are only authenticating that the signature on the birth certificate is of an appointed official deputy over the birth certificate. It says it does not confirm nor authenticate the contents of the document. That's right. You know, Southern, something you said... When you talked about this conversion, and, and it, it, it's so simple, it never hit me before. But if you go down just to the phone company, electric company, for an example, you fill out this application, and you put it upper lowercase, and you sign, autograph, whatever it, and then when you get your bill, quote, unquote, back, it's all capital. I wonder if anybody's ever tried writing back immediately and say, oh, you've made a mistake. I'm not this. I'm this, and use upper and then upper lower and say please correct this because they just change it they just convert it as a matter of course like they do with your driver's license bank account and every every account we got i wonder if that's ever been tried something that simple that can't it it cannot be done because i'll tell you why because i used to be a clerk the reason why you can't convert it is because the computer system that they're using well, it's already set, preset for every name entered in the data to be capitalized. That's right. No, that's that wasn't doing. So it's set to convert, and yeah, but but I wonder what their answer would be if you told them, because I've heard people say, "Oh, well, they just do that for clarity." No, I can tell uh, the difference between upper and lower case. In I, I just want that. some people would say if you said, "Hey." You you changed this. Yeah, that's it. Well, that would that would be the answer because I used to be a clerk and I've had people come in and ask me that question. They'd say, "Well, uh, this is before we, I even got into the birth certificate stuff." They'd say, "That's not my name," and I and they would tell me to change it to upper and lower case, and I I tell them I can't do it. The computer system is designed to capitalize everything that's entered into the data entry. And what we say is the data cannot be converted to upper and lower case because it, the system itself, the program being used by all court systems and government is automatically going to capitalize it. There is no upper and lower case. Well, maybe that needs to be challenged because the computer only spits out what you tell it to spit out. So it can be changed. They just won't change it because the system is set in stone to do exactly what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It won't do it because the programmer has it programmed to do 
exactly what you just said, to capitalize everything. I don't know about anybody else, but I have trouble reading all capital letters. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it, it takes me a while to, a lot longer to read stuff in all capital letters than it does upper and lower case. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe that there is only one place where you can get it in upper and lower case, and that would be at the state capitol. Huh. And, and the District of Columbia. Remember? Southern, everyone's name was in upper and lower case except for Rod's mm-hmm. in, in District of Columbia. And at the state capitol, when we buy the fictitious name, it said that the upper and lower case name bought a fictitious name. Mm-hmm. Right? Say that again, Joseph. Okay. When the I bought my fictitious name, name yeah, uh-huh. I bought a fictitious name, right? And I bought my own name. And it says that I bought my name, and it puts it in all capital letters, and at the bottom it says owner. And it has my, my real name in upper and lower case. So when I gave that to the property appraiser, remember, I told you that she was screaming at me, almost had a heart attack when I gave it to her. I said, remember, I told her, if I prove to you that this is a a fictitious name of a corporation, I told her, you're going to have to give me all the money you stole from me. At first, she said, we'll see. That'll be a deal. I'll see. She said, I'll invalidate this claim. Um, if you can prove it to me, and when I sent her the fictitious name, remember she called me back and she had had a heart attack saying, this is not a corporation? Yep. And I told her, so then what is it? Are you saying that I'm a slave? Remember she got mad and she hung up on me, and then I called the mayor and she had to call me back? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Well, well, yeah, she me. about had a heart. I told her, no, 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 no. You owe me. You robbed me right now, and I just proved to you that that is a fictitious name. And I said, because she was looking at my paper, and she says, I don't see any proof. And I said, look at the bottom of the paper. Does it not say that my upper and lower case name bought this fictitious name? And that was when she was so mad she hung up on me. Well, well, wait a minute. This begs a question here. If they are claiming that you, upper lower case, bought this uppercase fictitious, uh, from whom did you buy it and how much did you pay for it? I bought it from the state and I bought it for $25. Oh, okay. Can, can you elaborate on that a little bit, Joseph? Okay, what happened was is that I was reading online Judge Dale's article and he was saying the Patriots came in and they said, okay, if we can't beat them, let's join them, and they, that they bought the fictitious name. So I said, mm, let me see if that's true. So I went online, and I looked into the state of Florida, and I said, I want to buy a fictitious name. So I put the application Southern put the application in, and in, what, 10 days, Southern, we owned the fictitious name? Yep. Now, if nobody has that fictitious name, it'll tell you you can also patent and trademark the name. And I got that offer because nobody had ever purchased the fictitious name, which is my my real name. 
so they tell me, uh, you know what? You can patent and trademark this. No one owns it. Now, if somebody already has the same name as you fictitiously, they'll tell you that you cannot own it, but you can, you know, have rights of use of the fictitious name. You can use it for anything, like to open a business, make a book, and then you go and you patent it, you know, for whatever you, whatever reason. But, see, we didn't want it for that. We were trying to prove that there are two of us. When I got it in the mail and the lady said to me, no, that's you. And if you try to say that that's not you, then you committed fraud. She said tax fraud because she gave me a homestead exemption. And I told her, no, that proves that you committed a fraud because I didn't give you permission to use the name. So when I showed her, we got into a huge screaming match at each other. But then I reported her to the mayor, and I called the state, and I told them that the property appraiser used my fictitious name and to try to steal my house. And what they told me was, I'm going to be honest with you, we can't do anything to them, but you can because you now have a, a vested interest in the fictitious name, and you have a right to ask them how are they using your fictitious name? So I called the lady back and said, hey, I talked to the state, and they told me that you, if I ask you how you're using a fictitious name, you have to tell me because I have a vested interest. I paid for it. Did you pay to use the uh, fictitious name? And she was so upset, and then I told her, okay, so since you've been using a fictitious name, you owe me royalties because you can't tell me, and I know that you're using it as a prisoner of war or you're saying that I'm a slave, and you're capitalizing off that all-capital name and you're committing fraud. But she was just so upset she wouldn't say anything. She just kept saying silent. And I told her, you have to answer my question because I just called the mayor and, her. you know, I was lucky. Matter of fact, the mayor's office, the lady had the same name as me too. And she told me, um, I'll get right back with you. That lady had to call me back, and she said, the mayor said I have to handle your problem. And I said, yep, and you better tell me how you're using that fictitious name. So right now, and then I put an injunction on them. And, uh, you know, basically we're at a, you know, at a battle right now, but, you know, we can prove that that's a fictitious name. Well. And, and- who did you buy that from again? Who who did you in the state? Who did you actually apply to or notify or whatever to to buy that? I went well. If you're in Florida, you go to sunbiz.org. What the fuck? Sunbiz.org. That's okay, the I see that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you you know, like, but I'm gonna tell you, different states have different rules. Okay, like in Texas. You know, I was trying, I I found the website that charges them $25 as well, but the state of Texas, they won't let you buy your name. They said anything that is similar to your name, you cannot buy it. But she said to me, if you want to buy the name, you got to pay $300 and you have to buy it as a corporation. We're not going to give it to you just so you can hold on to the name. But when you buy it, you're actually proving that this is a corporate item and you're just 
secure, and, and in the bottom of the paperwork, it, it uses your real name, your upper and lowercase name. Well, there's one catch here. Yeah? If they're, if they're using that to describe a living person, you've got to go back to that capus to me as Maximus now. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what we did. Remember, I put that in my court papers, remember? Yeah. They kept it. They kept it, and guess what? They would not, They remember, they took my injunction I filed against them. They took my UCC filing against them, but they would not file the last papers. You you know what I sent them, the last documents, remember? Yep. I showed them the copyright, and I asked them if they were, if they wanted me to break the law I know, and honey. violate their, I wish they what we said was, if you want us to break the law and violate the copyright, then give it to me in writing, and then I will start speaking to you in codes and statutes, but I need it in writing. They would not file it. Nope. They kept my paperwork because the guy, he's reading all these notes, and he said, I don't know what you did to them but your last filing is sitting in the clerk's office, but they won't put it on public record. No. They're scared of that co- the, those copyrights, aren't they? Those copyrights are more than good. You just take a piece of their website where it says copyright on it, or you go to Municode, and you ask them, are you, ask, are you telling me that you want me to break the law and say that I'm the all capital name? Or you want me to speak to you in codes and statutes? How? It's copyright. And you take a copy and you use it as an annex, not an exhibit. You can't use their laws. You can't use their legal terminology. You add it to your documentation as an annex and you show them. I'm telling you, you will scare the bejesus out of these people. I had a result of a little bit of that this week when I was at the Chinese restaurant and I was talking to the lady and uh, the attorney's office and uh, I told her about the law enforcement handbook I got and uh, she looked rather surprised and on the other one of the serving lines was a member of the district attorney's organization. And, you know, that guy would not come over, introduce me to himself to me, and ask me how I got that book. He, he, they looked, they look, both looked at me, and they gave me a dirty look. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hey, she wolf? Yeah, another thing you can do, people, is because the laws are copyright, like what I did, I actually called the county. I am in and all you have to do is ask the county attorney, "Hey, can you give me a can you give me the name, address, and phone number of the author of this ordinance or this statute?" Well, I I'm will not- tell you that they will have a heart attack right over the phone. Well, I don't know if uh, Danny and Josie, I sent you a copy yep. of my. Uh, the uh, document, the request for uh, the copyright holders. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what we're fixing to do to call Springs, all right, for, uh, 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 what's her name? Gloria. We're, we're going yeah. to pull, pull the, up that Municode stuff and put it on there, attach it to that 
and uh, tell them to uh, please give us a copyright holders to this. But we want to sue the copyright holders for, because we were damaged. Well, not only that, but for the judge to tell her, you saw that. The judge is telling her that the corporation does not have to answer her question. Yeah. You know what I would have said to the judge? You have no authority. I did tell this to the state attorney today. I mean, to the uh, Pam Bondi, the attorney general, I said, if you are claiming that the corporation does not have to answer our request, well, you do have to answer the request because you wanted to become a corporate person, and under the term corporate personhood, you're alive. You have to answer my question. If mm-hmm. you don't have to answer the question, guess what? There's no case here. It gets null because you're telling me that this invisible person here who requested to become a corporate person doesn't have to answer my questions. I told them, you know that's a lie. The man was trying to pretend that he didn't understand what the word corporate person was, and he says, you're asking for legal advice, and we cannot give that to you. I said, really? You know what the word legal means? It means private. And I'm going to let you know something. You're the private side. You're the legal side, and you better answer my damn question. That man put me on hold and came back and gave me three people. He said I had to call the cops on the judge, Report, the, report them to the chief judge and to give them evidence about what he, what he had told Gloria. And I said, I was just a bystander, but I will give them that information. Don't let them get away with telling you that this is a legal matter because you are the legal side of the government. You That's need right. to give me an answer. What do you think the city of Coral Springs is going to do when they get that document, Danny? Requesting the uh, the man for the notice of the holders? Yeah. Yeah. They aren't going to want to give that up. They won't be very happy. Yeah. Oh, well, you know who you go to? You got to go to your, um, I know, you have to go to your board of county electors, and I will show you. I, I think you and Danny have a copy of my document, right? Remember the ordinance? Yeah, I believe if you look at the If you look at the raw copy of the ordinance, you only see two signatures, and they passed the law with two signatures on it, two private signatures. Yep. So... When I told the guy, are these two signatures the people who passed this law? He said, I'm not saying, but you need to look it up and call them. I can call those two people and say, did you change this law? Um, Let me ask you a question. Is that the policy on how you change the law? It requires only two signatures. Who are you and who are you to change the law that you can steal my house? They're probably going to have another heart attack because I did get the original signatures. Two individual people changed the law to be able to steal and sell your house. This corruption is just unbelievable. I'm telling you, it is. Tell them what uh, they told you about uh, not having any authority over the people out here. Oh, today I call, yes, people, I harass them every day. I don't really harass them, but I ask a lot of questions, you know. 
today I called them and I told the governor, you know, I want to ask you a question because, you know, and I asked them, are you people flying drones over the houses and uh, taking photographs of people's swimming pools so you can steal their house? And um, I want to ask, uh, are we under, uh, are we a police state? And the guy was like, uh, you know, not, he didn't know what to say. And he put this lady on. And then she was like, well, you know, you can't ask those kind of questions. You know what I told her? The hell if I can't. Is that governor not the commander-in-chief of this state? And she Hello? Is anybody here? Oh, she muted out. She did? Yeah, I just I think saw her getting muted out there. Phone. I think something's wrong with her phone. Uh, I can see it on the board here. She She's muted out. It's not There's on my end. Muted out. I didn't uh-huh. do it. I was on a different tab when she just stopped, so it's not it's not here. Yep. But so, you can see it. Let me ask you a question, guys. Guys? Sorry to interrupt. Let me ask yep. you a question, guys. How I can ask them about did they change my birth certificate to all cap names through it well? You know, you just said that I'm, you know, I just immigrated from a different country. How I can ask now, who do I need to send something that I could claim, well, I'm the authorized representative of all, all cap names, and you have no right to use my all cap names. Well, they should send you a copy. Who's going to send the copy? Who do I need to send it to? Uh, well, it's usually vital statistics for for the state that you, you you went in, they should send you a copy, and if not, you can request one. You might have to pay for it, but they should send you a copy, I would think. Yep, that'd okay. be the best place to start. Here's the thing. When I came in, all the, well, actually, all the papers, uh, actually, when we came in, you know, you have to give a, per- not permanent, but the uh, uh, address, so they're gonna send the green card to you, to you. And on the way, uh, actually, uh, when we're in uh, New York, oh, actually we came out to New York, so well, that's my, where the most planes come out. And then we went to Pennsylvania, and we get Pennsylvania address, so we could send it. And from Pennsylvania, we uh, we stayed there a couple of days. Actually, we didn't stay for a long time. We moved to. Uh, Ohio, so and we lived we lived there for two years, and then we went back to our country. So because we had uh, some documents we needed to do, you know, like a permission from the country to get out. Because you know, every two years you have to have a uh, kind of stamp on your passport. So and then I after. Even there almost two and a half years, I came into Georgia. So, and who I do need to ask? That's a that's the proper question would be, right? Yeah, each I would check with each state's vital statistics and tell them you're trying to track down your birth certificate. I know in Ohio they don't call it a birth certificate; it's called certification of birth. But that's the equivalent of the birth certificate. It's not the certificate of live birth. 
certification of birth in Ohio. Uh, okay. So I need to call Ohio and find out about this, I guess? Yeah, just do a web search on the uh, health department. Okay. Hey, Southern, how how hard would it be for you to mute out when you're not talking? Is it a big problem? Because it's really? really making a lot of noise. It's hard to hear. Oh, she is. Is uh, she wolf back on yet? No, she's still muted. She's still on, but she's muted. So I don't know what's going on. Okay. Because we're gonna, I'm gonna be going off here in just about a couple of minutes, and we might as well just call it a night then. Yeah, there's not too many on tonight. Yep. Well, we hope that you guys learned a little bit tonight. Uh from what little bit we know, and that you will be back on next week. We'll, hey. we'll do it again. Hey, Anybody? guys. Well, yes. One thing I'll uh-huh. say, if, if you're judging length of transmission based on who's live, I, I wouldn't do that. I mean, if you don't have anything else to say, it's fine. But everything I've seen, BTR and here, far and away, it's archives that people catch because sometimes they just can't stay for the whole transmission or they can't get there at that time. So I I wouldn't personally, I would not use how many people are live on the call as criterion to call a call. That just might be good for us. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you, Lord. Well, well, Lori, did you find something that you've been looking for? Well, there, there's been, <clears throat> yeah, quite a few things. I've got some notes, and I'm going to print out those 231 USCs. i got a way I can print that whole page and turn it into a, into an actual document and stuff because they're going to start disappearing this stuff, guys. I, I'm going to tell yeah. you, they can do it with the, the, the DNSs, uh, whatever, long-winded story. I won't get too techy, but the bottom line is they're going to start disappearing this stuff because they are being challenged. And we don't necessarily see the big picture. There's many, many groups out there, many, many individuals. They're having a, a variety of success and failures. You know, one of the things that I'd like to see, and, and, and I know this talk kind of tends to make people nervous, I, I think we need to, to the extent that we can put these papers, and I know you guys got it on your Facebook, but I mean in a big, in a big way, we need to start putting these success documents together that people can just peruse. You know, if you got to blank out, you know, personal information, but where they can see, hey, these are court cases. This is where, like, I got, I bought my upper lower case name. Uh, you know, uh, the judge backpedaled here or whatever. Like you sent me that one the other day, Denny, because that shows people that this has validity. This has teeth. It's not just theory. Blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah, that's a good point, Lori. Oh, also, Lori, I'd like to ask you to go ahead and put it on the uh, audio archive again, your Dropbox address, so people can go and look up your vast wealth of information that you've accumulated. And let me tell you, it's impressive, and I've just scratched the surface. Yeah, uh, I I will. And and the easiest way to get there, because it's a lengthy uh, link, the easiest way to go there is lorystalknewsradio.com. That's not common spelling. It's L-O-R-R-I-E-S, Lori's Talk News Radio.com. 
scroll down about, I think it's about a third of the way down the page, and you'll see a, a lengthy blue link. It says www.dropbox.com and a bunch of letters. Click on that link, and that will take you to the Dropbox. And then when you go in there, you'll see there's some folder, or there's a lot of folders. There's some individual files that I've divvied it up by guest names. That's got some legal stuff in there. But specifically what we were talking about tonight is there's a folder called Dictionaries. Don't be misled. I think there is an old Webster's 1828 Dictionary, but that is primarily legal dictionaries. Blacks, Valentines, Bouviers. I think there's maximum law in there. And there's, there's some treasures. And another one you guys might be interested in, uh, you'll have to download a small file to get the link because it, it's voluminous and it goes to my one drop uh, my my uh, uh one drive because it's just too big for the dropbox and it's called uh, an abridgment of law that i was turned on to by robert newman in, in england i had already found some of them but i couldn't get them in the set and he and a group of his had compiled them but that's not there is a plethora of stuff there but the easiest way is to go lori's lori's talking scroll about a third of the way down and do that uh click on that link is is the easiest way to get there, I think. Excellent, thank you. Yep. All right. Anything else there, Southern? Oh, he's muted out still. You uh, good? Any other questions? Oh, I'm good. If you guys want to call. Uh, okay. All right. Well, well, thank you everybody for showing up here tonight and listening and, and participating. This was a pretty good one. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll Y'all have a good night. Take care, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. You need to go into that 31 Code of Federal Regulations, though, 353 and 363. It is a how-to manual to steal your Social Security accounts. I'm not kidding. Okay. That is a how-to Good manual. point. Right there. Good point, but I don't want to steal a social security account myself, but it's good to know no. how they do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's not right. there. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know. I was just ribbing you there a little bit. All right. Well, thank you all. You all have a good night. Take care, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 